0: Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review and better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. You can also take the HR Like a Boss survey at willery.com forward slash HRLAB. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals. These conversations create the foundation for my book on what it takes to do HR Like a Boss. On today's episode, I am joined by Tana Mann Easton. Tana is a lead efficiency engineer at Focus to Evolve. Tana, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, John. I'm happy to be here.
0: So glad to have you. I know we were talking before that you are a fan of the show and now a guest. So, really appreciate you uh, listening into the podcast and checking out our videos. And I know we were able to connect through uh, Cleveland Sherm because you are, as I called you, a, a productivity consultant and expert. So tell us a little bit about the work you're doing and some of the projects you're currently working on.
1: So last year in May, I joined my now business partner, Jason Henkel, and we are teaching people how to use usually Microsoft Outlook, but sometimes Gmail as well as advanced personal productivity systems. Um, Most people treat their inbox as if it is an enemy and it just kind of runs and ruins their day every day. And we teach people how to use your emails, your email systems as basically a second brain, and it can actually help you to live the life that you want to live.
0: My God, sounds amazing. I'll (laughs) sign up right now. Uh, All right. Yeah. So, all right. So let's get into the purpose of today's podcast, which is to dive into HR and its purpose. I know You've been I don't know if you practice HR, you can tell us a little bit about that. I don't know whether you have or not, but your business expertise and your productivity suggestions is what I'm trying to dive into because the HR professional is is so forced in all that they have to be responsible for and all the people that they serve to be as productive as possible. And I know a crowded inbox, a overscheduled calendar, and too many meetings on, whatever Zoom teams that we're doing are just getting in our way and we have to find a way to navigate through all that mess. And it's up to you, Tana, to tell us how to do that. All right, (laughs) no pressure.
1: No pressure. Well, I have a few suggestions. Number one, if I could tell every organization to do one thing right now, it would be to just wholesale systematically turn off email notifications on every single computer that is in your organization. Because when Outlook and Gmail come out of the box, they are set up so that they do have notifications just as a default. And that is distracting every workforce so much and for so little gain that if you would just turn off those email notifications, there would be an instant uptick in productivity. Um, Another thing that I would suggest is especially at onboarding, if not for people who are already in the organization, giving people some sort of time management training would be a key that I would suggest to every organization. Um, People kind of assume that when adults go into jobs that they know how to manage their time, but In my 16 years in the corporate world and in these trainings that I do, it's maybe one out of 10 people that have any sort of time management um, system set up and nine out of 10 people, their time management system is who's yelling at me right now or what just came into my inbox. And there's just so much easier ways to do things with less effort and less time in a better way. So getting some sort of training on time management, which is what we do, is something that I would definitely (laughs) recommend for all employees if you want to take it to the next level.
0: Well, there's certainly a market there. If you're saying nine out of of 10 people that you you end up coaching need that time management counsel and that obviously is a a service that your company provides so uh, Happy to have people connect again uh, with, with you through, uh, we'll, we'll make sure that the access to your contact information and whatnot is readily available so that uh, people can get at you. But as, as we dive into kind of the concept of HR, I really wanna, as we try to be more productive, I'd love to get your take as a business professional productivity expert, like what would you deem as the reason or the purpose for the function of human resources?
1: So I see human resources, like every organization, every firm has its own culture, energy, flow, and its own mission. And HR has this really interesting balancing role where it has to know what the firm's culture and mission is. And it has to then try and place people that Flow into that either naturally or that can be trained into that. And that's a really important and difficult task that HR has, but it's, it's the most important thing because how else does anything get done if you don't get the right people in the right seats? So it's really important and really difficult.
0: And I'm sure you'd like to make sure they know how to, in their interview process, are you are your notifications off on your Outlook? And do you know how to manage your time effectively? I'm sure those would be questions you'd like your HR partners to ask.
1: Where in my last job, I would sometimes interview some of the people who are coming on board. And I, I said to the management at that firm, I said, if I could ask them one question, I would ask them how many emails are in your inbox. Cause that would tell me so much about their ability to time manage themselves. And that's, that's my one question still, cause it would tell me so much off of the bat, just with one answer.
0: All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in the spirit of full disclosure and entertaining on the podcast. I did just look at the number of uh, inbox items I have. And if you're driving your car right now and you're very productive, you might wanna pull off the road. I have <laughs> 49,295 items in my inbox.
1: 20,000 20,
0: of those are unread, roughly more than that. So, <laughs> so I there's think
1: some room for improvement there for you.
0: Some, some room for improvement? <laughs> there's, I <think> there's some. <laughs> I think you're right. All right, awesome. No, I think I think you know that uh, I'm I'm a perfect prospect for you, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. And appreciate again the expertise that you shared through the Cleveland Sherm webinar was really insightful. And I'm wondering if we could just dive in a little bit more. And you mentioned turning off notifications in Outlook. What what are the two or three or four other things you suggest to do that? Other things in Outlook, and then also the main thing I'm seeing a lot is just over meeting So many meetings that we hear. H.R. is involved in. So if we can dive into email and Outlook or Gmail first with your suggestions, then let's get into the uh, the meetings and managing all that.
1: So with Outlook, I mean, the less emails you have in your inbox, the better and the better, more bandwidth your brain is going to have in order to think. And actually, the magic number is zero and getting people there is sometimes the hardest part of all of my trainings, Um, but it's actually not that difficult. And what I wanna say about calendars is we have to remember that we are the architects of our time and that every minute of our day is our minutes. So if there is something that we personally want to do with our days, we aren't going to just magically find time to do the things that we most want to do. We have to calendar those things. And so using your calendar to time block when you're going to exercise or when you're going to be with your family or the things that personally matter to you, those should be the first things that go onto your calendar. And then the meetings that you have with people can be next. And then you know how much more of the day you have to actually get the rest of your work done. And if you're time blocking, you can see very well how much time you have to actually do the rest of your tasks. And it can help you to realize, oh, I've got too many tasks on my plate today because I've only got an hour and a half of downtime in order to focus, or I've got a lot of downtime today and I've got a few tasks and I can probably do more. So utilizing your calendar with even the personal things is
0: important. I know you heard my computer ding. It's not Outlook email notifications, it's my new computer trying to sell me something. So just so everybody knows, ah. I was not getting notified by uh, Microsoft about an email uh, during your, your talk there. But I think I think the cool part about what you shared is it's, it's. I hear all the time, I have so many meetings, I can't get my job done. I get can't get my work done. So being able to time block and and make sure that you're managing that and being in control. Like you said, the architect of our time, right? Mm -hmm. At times, a lot of us feel like we have to be a yes, 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 all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think by managing it in your calendar, you can say yes, but maybe not right now, maybe in a week or in 10 days when I have more bandwidth, because I have a really important project that I have to get done. So appreciate that insight and and expertise uh, that you bring for sure. So, I have a couple questions that say outside of like, so now you're, you're, you're a productivity wizard, uh, you know what you're doing, you're sharing this knowledge with your clients. So if you could give yourself some advice, knowing what you know now, back when you started your professional career, what advice would that be?
1: Kind of going back to what we were just start, just talking about. I've always had this innate sense within me, but any new, any younger people who are just kind of going into the job market, I like to remind them again that your minutes are your minutes. And if there is something that is important to you that's outside of the work sphere, you need to make time for that. And if if your work sphere doesn't support that, then you might be in the wrong sphere. <laughs> so always think of your minutes as your minutes. Cause so many people, especially in our country, they worship at the altar of busyness. And that is just not productive for anybody. It makes you feel like you're in time scarcity, which makes you feel like you have to always rush things. And it's just this compounding effect of kind of sucking the life out of you. But if you just remember all of these minutes are mine and everything that I say yes to, I can also say no to, then it just frees up so much for you to feel the freedom in your day and with every minute because you're choosing every single thing once you're an adult that you put in your day.
0: Yeah, no, it, to me, it's a matter of control, the right amount of control to, to be in control of your schedule and your and your work environment and the word you used, your sphere, and also doing it in an incredibly emotionally intelligent way so when you do have to say no, it doesn't make the other person on their end feel like, you don't like me, you don't wanna take time with this, you're in HR, you're supposed to make time for me. <laughs> I, do, I do make time, but I, I wanna make sure I understand how important this is so I can properly set expectations. And we can get to the task or the meeting when you need to. So, well, hey, you've been great. I'm going to get you out of here on my last question. The the podcast, the book is called HR Like a Boss. So I'm curious what you think, uh, the description of someone that does HR Like a Boss.
1: So someone who does HR Like a Boss is a person who gets into the daily workings of the actual business, kind of knows the ropes in every department. But also if... An individual employee comes in and has a question or concern, they're able to also go one on one with people and empathetically listen without ego. And if a request comes in that's a little out of the norm, they look for the possibilities and the possible yes there, but if it is a no, then they explain the no. And I also think that um, people who are really great at HR know that in good relationships, there is often a five positive to one negative ratio in interactions with people. So they look for ways to kind of systematically and organically let employees know that they're doing a, a good job so that the times when they need to give constructive criticism, that that relationship is built for them to be able to hear that criticism.
0: That's great. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, you've made a couple of really great points. I'm going to start off with some of the HR related stuff the best I can, and then we'll get into the productivity. I guess they're all intertwined because, as you said, your minutes are your minutes. But I know that you described HR as being that balancing act within an employer and their ability to be able to do the things that they do. You, You mentioned empathetic listening without an ego. And I really like the five to one ratio, right? We have to take steps forward because sometimes that one step back is a big step. Right? and people can take that in a, kind of, in a very personal way. As it relates to all of you, the very first thing uh, that was recommended is let's turn off our email notifications. So if you haven't done that, let's turn that off. And for John, we'll turn off this Dell notification I'm getting all the time, for trying to sell me something and making sure my computer's okay. Uh, also make sure those new hires have proper time management training. I think the math you told me was nine out of 10, don't feel effectively managed uh, or be able to effectively manage their time. The magic number for an Outlook email inbox is zero. I have 50,000 emails to delete between now and the next time I I connect with you. So um, that's gonna be a Herculean task. Uh, I really loved your architecture, the architect of your time. Uh, And then to to, to not worship at the altar of busyness. I know a lot of people feel like busy is a feeling. Uh, That's the answer to how are you doing? I'm busy. So let's make sure that we're finding a way to be as productive and in control of our time as possible. So Hannah, you were awesome. Thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. Hope you had fun.
1: Always. I would do it again in a heartbeat.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review, and better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.